Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. So today we're going to be talking about the power of winning. <laughs> something that is maybe coming easy to some people and something that might not be quite as easy to other people. So I thought this would be a great podcast. So let me just tell you what the day is today. It is August the 1st. This is when I'm recording this podcast. So I have to apologize because I've taken a couple of um, weeks out because I've been traveling and I've been doing some stuff and I like to, when I make my podcast, I really want to like get stuck in and don't get unfocused and stuff. So I've been away. I've been enjoying my life. I've been training and doing all kinds of things. And right now on this day, it is the day after the Lionesses won the Euros. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness me. So if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, um, if you're not interested in football whatsoever, just to give you a bit of a thing, um, the England football team, or specifically the women's English football team, just won the Euros, which is a huge, huge competition, obviously European football teams. And it's a massive deal because the men haven't done that in a long time. Do you want to know exactly how long? Never. Never. <laughs> They've never won, ever. So, you know, it's... it's it, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into just how great it feels, just in general, for women everywhere. Like, it's such an iconic moment that not only did we win, but the England team of women won. Like, it's, it's so good. And I can't help but just think about these young players you know like when I was younger I used to play football too and I loved it and my brother played football and I'm sure a lot of you out there especially like anyone that's just active I bet you're in loads and loads of teams and at some point the age of about 14 girls generally just disappear from like especially football basketball stuff like this just because just because female and it's oh my god so of course like you know you don't look up to anyone because there's no one there it's so iconic this moment and it's just it just filled me with so much Oh, just raw emotion and happiness about the win, the win of it, because it's just such a huge win for that team, for the manager, for all the coaches and for women. And it's such a great thing. And it was the most wonderful thing to watch. I think it was 78,000 people at Wembley Stadium watching the women's football team. And I've had so many arguments with people about the reason why football isn't Oh, women's football isn't part on TV. It's like, oh, could you just bring enough audiences? It's not worth it to the um, advertisers. And you're like, no, that's no, it's not that. It's the wrong way around. You're saying it the wrong way around. Put it on and it will be there. And that was just it. And it just filled me with such a sense of pride. And it, this is kind of what's inspired me to do this podcast. And it's such a good day to do this. Because one thing I think a lot of us decide to sort of hide when we're doing a competition, bizarrely, is this need and this want to win because it comes across as maybe arrogant or like you decide to put a pressure on yourself you say look i'm not i'm just doing it because i just really want the experience i really want to you know give myself a goal and there are absolutely great reasons to do a poll competition um 
But somehow, and I've done it myself, where you, before you even started making anything, you already had this thing in your mind, like, don't get excited about winning because you're probably not going to win. So don't build up the, the, the passion for it because, you know, you might not. And then it's just very embarrassing if you wanted to win. I mean, I would, it would be hard for me to imagine that the women's team, <laughs> the women's England team were like, let's just try our best. Like, let's just really just try. You know, no one's expecting in, um, the England team to win anyway. Like, you know, and can, can you imagine? Like, no. And I hear it all the time, especially with uh, begin, beginner polls, beginner polls, beginner pollers of saying like, I just want to do this for myself. So I thought today I would talk about myself um no but things that i've sort of said in the past and knowing that i'm lying to myself and to the outside world because i think we want to come across as not arrogant and also the pressures that come with that so a couple of days ago whilst in the gym i was getting a little bit tired of listening to music and i was listening to podcasts and i actually listened to one of my favorite podcasters ever greg james from the radio one breakfast show with his wife who is fabulous Ms. Bella Mackey. Um, and the podcast, um, in that particular podcast, they every week they get a school teacher to come on and talk about a specific subject and then um, Greg and Bella get taught something. And this particular one was about the, a penalty shootout. So they had a really great teacher somewhere in South London, um, a Arsenal fan, um, who sounded like an absolutely great teacher. And she was talking about, like, in her clash, they talk about the penalty for a whole week and how it involves so many things, including geography, history, psychology, well-being. And I was like, what an incredible teacher you are. And she really inspired me. And But what was really interesting about one aspect of this podcast is um, they spoke a little bit about the pressure of it and the social pressures about winning and the, and the pressure of actually taking the penalty. And I I was thinking this this is mirrored in pole dancing so one of the reasons why england are so bad or sorry specifically the english men are so bad <laughs> at penalty and why we lose the world cup and why we never get to the final of euros is because of this thing that we do with penalties this like overthinking underthinking um being too overprepared or not even preparing um, and not preparing in a psychological way. And that was the one that was most interesting to me. So in training, and we definitely do this as, as pole dancers, um, we can't really perform in front of the crowd that would be there at, say, pole theatre or something like that. So it's really hard to sort of invent that feeling and the adrenaline, everything that comes with it. And so, you know, just like a pole competition, when the English players take a penalty in training, it doesn't feel anywhere near the same. They haven't run for 90 minutes or even longer, like two hours before that. They don't have this adrenaline going on. So they can't rehearse it and they can't recreate it. So that's kind of one of the reasons why we fail all the time. Whereas other countries, they actually do. They do penalties at the end of training when they're absolutely knackered. Uh, I think she was talking about, it might have been the Ukrainian national team um, that have been known to play the sound of fans in the audience or in, on speakers um, to try and get that, like, that feeling and try and fake it. And also, one of the, the things is that because we have such a history of doing it wrong, um the pressure of the history draws us down and makes us possibly not want to no 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 not want to score possibly makes us more likely to fail because of the history that comes with it it's like it's like it's a known fact that we're bad at it so here we are and 
I think that that can be definitely discussed in terms of poll because there's plenty of people, especially if it's your first ever comp, that are just like, anyway, I'm, I'm not going to win. So let's just talk about this. I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we talking about you not winning? You know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the idea of it. And this is honestly something that has gotten me through. So the first ever poll competition I ever did, I genuinely, genuinely didn't know anything about poll competitions. So I did a competition called Poll Theatre Hong Kong. Uh, sorry, Poll Idol Hong Kong in Hong Kong. And I genuinely, genuinely did it to investigate what it meant. And in that particular comp, you had two days of it. So day one was like the qualifying round. <laughs> and then day two was like the finalist round. Um, and I think in this is the genuine one and only case that I went in being like, I'm just going to do my best because I just don't have no idea if I'm good. Like, I have no idea. And at that point, I'd been doing pole for six months pretty religiously. Um... I just started doing spinning pole and it scared the crap out of me. I was able to do one split and a butterfly on, on spinning pole. And I was just like, this is the most terrifying thing in the world. Um, but I really enjoyed making my concept. Obviously, like my background in theatre and stuff like that has really like put me in a great place to tell stories, which I didn't realise was important in pole in that moment. I just did what I thought was right. I was like, OK, I'm a good dancer. I can act pretty well. Um, I have a great costume makeup person with me, so these are my strengths. Um, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm really going to try, but I couldn't, I couldn't really imagine winning on account that I hadn't done it before. I don't know how to win. I didn't know. Did that, did that day, um, and won, <laughs> won uh, my category, and I was like, oh wow, oh oh wow, that's that's really cool. And so I did the usual thing and be like, okay, look, you know what? I've I've won something. I mean great that's super nice like what else could I possibly want and then the next day came and I suddenly got that bizarre sinking feeling of like I really want to win now I really want to win like I've seen what's out there I think I'm quite good I'm not sure I didn't see everybody but I think I'm quite good and I really want to go home not just being the winner of the drama category but I want to I want to win everything and I imagined it. So I, I, you know, in that building, it was such a hilarious competition. It was actually a sex bow, So that was fun. So, you know, after I'd done my act, I kind of just walked around and played with some dildos and like <laughs> looked at some lingerie and all kinds of things. So, you know, good times. Um, <laughs> good distraction. Um, so like when I, when I kind of got back to my hotel that night, I was just thinking like, okay, right. I, I know the room. I've seen the room. I know who the judges are. I know what the polls look like. I know what they feel like. Okay. And I straight up imagined it. And I think that's such a key thing. Like, I am sure that every single player on the Women's England team imagined holding that trophy. I'm sure they imagined being at Wembley Stadium. I'm sure they imagined looking in the faces of their teammates being like, yes, we've done it. We've absolutely done it. And it's such a great skill to imagine it. And it isn't in any way arrogant. It's not naughty to think or hope that you're going to win. Because I think a lot of people think if I th if I think if I think I'm going to win, I'm going to jinx it. But don't think of it like that. Just imagine the idea of it. Imagine the process of it. And the imagination of something is as strong as do as doing it. Because in your mind, your body can see things and it can feel things that we can't we can't really know as a conscious human. And I do this a lot when I'm thinking about new acts or thinking about a competition. I genuinely imagine the feeling of the moment that someone calls my name because it is one of the most greatest feelings in the world like if you have won something 
it's a really great thing to just hone in on that that thing like when they say and the winner of body body blah is your name like it's the most incredible feeling and that for me is such a booster you know if you're a little bit shy and you're a little bit nervous about going on stage it isn't rude of you to consider the idea of winning it isn't because i think it's part of the character it's part of the relief because up until you've been in your uh, studio or you've, you've just started thinking about the music to the moment you put your costume on and then you go on stage realistically we're all waiting for this relief of who the hell won so imagine it imagine it it's a beautiful thing to consider it's lovely this idea that you go over there and someone like the judge give you some flowers and a nice thing and it's lovely and it's a great thing and it's such a positive thing and it's a positive thing for everyone like it's it's a lovely lovely joyous feeling so go for it because i think <laughs> for me it's all just positive reinforcement it's really easy to let yourself fall down or you know like your brain's had a bad day and then you're ruining these tricks that you've done a million times like think of the positive things and think of also like the the structure of it you know competitions are such a minefield it's just such a good idea to think of the positives really it really really is so my advice about winning um obviously just because you think you're winning doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win what do we do when we don't win what do we do it's, it doesn't matter. You've still been on stage. You've still done all the things. You should feel happy and great about it. You're not going to feel less good because you didn't win. Okay? Like, the first time I lost the comp this year, of course I was good. I was a bit like, oh, man, like, damn it. Like, I, I really, you know, I love this this piece. It's a great piece. Like, I'm really proud of everything I did. But I was a little bit gobsmacked. I was a bit like, really? Okay. But then after a minute, I was like, it, it happens. But I still enjoyed the moment. I still got all the feedback because winning a trophy is one thing, but winning the audience is another thing as well. You've got to remember that being on stage and sharing your story is already an incredible thing too. It is an incredible thing. And it feels magical to hear the applause. So as well as the final thing of actually imagining winning, imagine the people. Imagine your teammates. Imagine as much as you can about that stage and if you've never been to a comp before watch some videos there's hundreds of videos of anyone doing competitions from everywhere every we all know this we always get filmed and pretty much everyone posts them online because they're super super proud of what they've done and so they should be so you know if you've got no imagination of what it could be to be on stage go go and watch all the youtube things and look at the people imagine the seat imagine that the lights come on the poles feel like this and one thing you have to do, you have to, have to, have to, have to do, is imagine it in your studio as well. So I don't know if everyone does this, but I I do this all the time, and I might be oversharing, but hey, I'm here for you. This is what the podcast is for, right? <laughs> when I'm training, I genuinely imagine someone super important to me watching. So, and that person usually changes. It can sometimes be my mum. Um, back in the day, it would, it would often be my dad. Sometimes I imagine my dad's my dad's there because my dad sadly passed away a few years ago. He's actually never seen me do pole. But sometimes I imagine that he's there. Like if I'm making a piece kind of inspired by him, 
I think that he's there. Uh, when I was making Last Breath, I was thinking about my godfather because the piece was about him. Um, I think about my boyfriend sometimes. I think about my friends. I think about these people that are seeing me and how much I can move them. And again, win. Win them over. I'm trying to win them. Like all the audience are like little trophies and you're trying to win each one because the biggest thing that you can take away from your experience of doing a competition is a sense of pride that this story that you gave to the audience has won them, has won them over, you've charmed them, you know. And one thing that you may have never considered before is like this, doing a poll comp and making a piece, it's not about you. It really isn't about you. <laughs> Which is a podcast book, my second podcast. So catch me next week for this podcast. The poll piece is not about you. It's about the audience. As soon as you put your story on stage, it belongs to somebody else now. They're watching it. They're listening. They're learning. They're they're educating themselves to your story. The only thing that you have is the way you tell it and the way you win the people over. And you have to already imagine that from day dot, from the day you find your music, for all the the comp piece, the comp piece, the the tricks that you're gonna put in there. Already imagine all these things and imagine that smile. Imagine the person that you're gonna do this particular trick towards. And it, think of winning. Think of winning their their happiness, their sadness, whatever it is you're trying to tell in your piece and visualize because there's a lot to be said. There's so many things and I won't go into it because it's not my, it's not my, um, my major. Okay. Everything I tell you obviously just comes from the mind of me, but you know, there's so much psychology, sports psychology that comes about this idea of winning and, and, and thinking forward. And I think as women, so if you're a male listener, that's one thing. Thank you. Hey. Um, but I think women tend to, uh, downplay um, a director that I worked with uh, last year actually uh, in a pantomime um, she was saying to me that when she reads her CVs if she reads one from a guy because sometimes oh sorry if she reads one I'm talking about actors so she's a director looking for new actors and if a guy says that he's I don't know five foot eight she straight away minuses two inches from him whereas if she's interviewing a woman or going to interview a woman and she says five six. She'll always put two inches on, because women, for some reason, tend to downplay themselves. Even when it comes to height, they will go for like my height is one one six seven centimeters, and I know it's one six seven centimeters. There's a lot of jobs that are one seventy, and I won't put myself forward for them. And I'm thinking that's stupid. It's three centimeters. If they like me, they'll take me. <laughs> Whereas a guy would be like, I'm one six seven. Screw it. I'm one seventy. And it's a thing that women do. We tend to downplay ourselves a lot in all aspects of our lives, even as something as basic as putting your height on a CV as an actor. So consider this, ladies. Are you downplaying what you want? You want to win. It's a competition. Don't pretend like you don't want to win. It's all very nice and all very humble. But y'all want a trophy, because otherwise you wouldn't go through the pain of doing a competition. The hours, the money, the travel. Think about it. Win it go and win it you're gonna win something if it's not winning the person's heart or your own heart win and really think about it it's not rude it is not rude and it's not naughty to want to win it's a good thing so go forth and feel really really good about it be like the lionesses they wanted to win so they bloody did it <laughs> If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering Podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. 
It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm 